the talk shop. My name is Naledi Molewa. You're tuned to SAFM here on the talk shop. Send your SMSs to the number 34701. Um, I'm joined now in studio by Karam, Karabo Tledima, who's the marketing and communications manager at the Lonely Road Foundation. Karabo, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Naledi. How are you? It's so good. <sighs> I, I had to sigh because my technical producer, Zelma, likes to call me Osina Lady too. <laughs> it makes me feel so old, you know? No, you should feel respected. No, no, no. I think let's just work with my lady. Okay, okay. my lady. I'm <laughs> still under 30, so I think I can... I can <laughs> okay. I think I can be just my lady. Okay. <laughs> the Lonely Road Foundation, tell yes. us about it. Um, well, we're an organization that seeks to capacitate the communities within we, which we work in. So what we do is not really charity but skills development and what we want to see um, is thriving communities so that the children who live in those communities can grow up happy yeah. and exposed to every opportunity that they can be exposed to because basically um, our goal is to reach orphaned and vulnerable children in rural communities. Mm. So that's what we do. We capacitate. How did, how did the, the foundation come about? Um, well, it came about when our founder, Mr. Tabang Skwambani, actually um, visited uh, the rural community of Khadikhanli. That's where actually his mom grew up. Mm. And um, he encountered this um, young child called Silomolota, about 22 months old, and um, he was the, this baby was banging behind the door, and like he was wondering where is that noise coming from, and people were like, no, it's a baby. Then um, he must learn um, to be independent now. I mean, at 22 oh. months, nobody's expecting oh, no. any child to be independent, and unfortunately, that's the plight of a lot of children in South Africa. I mean, a lot of children are orphaned because their parents died of HIV and AIDS because of migration. I mean, parents move to the urban areas and they can't afford to take the children with. Mm. So the children are, uh, in essence, left vulnerable in the rural communities. So that's the heart that drove him to start this foundation. And he went on this nice long bike ride yeah. across the continent, unsupported, I mean. Wait, how far? I think he... Kilimanjaro. Are you from here? Yeah. My goodness. I know. I wouldn't have done that, but he did. He did, and that drove him to start the foundation because he wanted to prove that he wanted, firstly, to take the journey of every lonely, uh, every orphan and vulnerable child in yeah. the country. Um, and I think a lot of the times, I think when people start foundations, they do it out of compassion. But when you actually experience the loneliness that comes with being unsupported, especially financially, mm. that moves you in a totally different direction. Mm. So, I mean, every single action you take after that is actually inspired by the fact that you actually know what it feels like to be lonely. So it started about eight years ago and it's been going strong. You talk about knowing what it feels like to mm. be lonely and now we're talking about orphaned children. Mm. So this is a loneliness that, that is that is much worse because mm. you have children that have no idea how to support themselves mm-hmm. and are left all by themselves. Mm-hmm. In South Africa, when we talk about orphaned children, we talk mm-hmm. about another you know, AIDS orphans. We must help the AIDS orphans. But mm-hmm. we don't take the time to actually understand mm-hmm. the the fear and emotions that these children go mm-hmm. through. I think we want to... We, let's talk about that for a bit. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we, we can have the foundations mm-hmm. that give them the resources and the funds. Mm-hmm. But you need the emotional support. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And what we do, um, we, we have uh, two ways in which we deal with this. We have... Uh, early Childhood Development Centers, so those are like creches, right? Yeah. And then, which are open um, to everyone, um, even those who can't afford to, and we have the drop-in centers. We have about 16. Our drop-in center is where children go for a proper meal after school, mm. um, psychosocial support, help with homework and laundry. I mean, even washing the laundry, you take it for granted that you have someone at home washing your laundry. Yeah. And so basically, though, um, they're taken care of by caregivers, 
and those caregivers also do home visits and um, I mean if a child some children live in child headed households so mm. I mean I mean there needs to be someone an adult who's making sure that okay everything is still okay everybody's in good health and that's how we do it so mm. the psychosocial support we tackle by them going to the drop-in centers and actually having adults that can look after them emotionally and actually track their progress as well yeah yeah it's not like you'd want every child to have an adult in the home but that's better that's the best we can offer them in terms of people living in the community actually taking care of them mm. which is really amazing and that's what I wanted to get into mm. who are some of the, the caregivers and how do you find them how do you know that this is the right person for the job <laughs> funny we let the communities run their own systems I mean we, we um, are based in Santon and that's where our headquarters are we go to Kharikhali um, very regularly um, but we let the community take over the process I mean they have to identify the fact that there needs to be a drop in centre there so we go through the tribal authorities to get yeah. land because that's very important oh. and then people volunteer actually that's the process um, women in the community say actually no I'm not really doing anything I'd like to volunteer to become a caregiver and once they're there we start training them mm. so basically what we do is we let the community identify its own need and we capacitate them because I mean if we came in built a lovely building there are a lot of those in the in the rural communities yeah. that are unused that are both with the best of intentions but are not community owned yeah. so what we do is follow the lead of the community within which we work because I mean when if we cease to exist what then yeah. They need to be able to identify their own needs and come up with their own solutions to their own problems. And so what are some of the solutions that, you know, have been found in, in various communities? Um, some of the solutions are, especially in terms of orphan and vulnerable children, are the drop-in centre model because I think it's it's quite actually a foreign concept to people from outside. Like, mm. um, we had American interns that were like a drop-in centre. What is a drop-in centre? Mm. You know of orphanages. What's a drop-in centre? So that's one of the solutions. Um, because we also feel like, I mean, children need to be taken care of because they grow up into adults. So if we don't take care of our children, then we're not really taking care of our future. So mm. we are not we are we are an unsustainable nation if mm. we hope to neglect our children and have a great future so that's one of them also skills development I mean um, people in communities like especially in rural communities are very far away from um, like industry and all those things that offer us a lot of opportunities especially in the urban areas mm. um, so we also do skills um, and business training we do um, we we offer a needs-based approach to what the community needs at any particular time so if it's computers mm. at that particular time we'll, we'll give them computer training and we'll partner up with other people to make sure that okay all the caregivers are able to get computer training yeah yeah and are you able to count how many children have benefited from um, the Lonely Road Foundation we're actually starting to count now because we want to do like sort of like okay in 10 years let's take for example my major through this okay since my major started with us in 10 years where is she now that's what we're starting to do now because um, I think when we got there we thought we're going to help them and we're going to leave yeah. because that's what we're going to do Start and then we moved from about 200 orphan and vulnerable children to 3,500 my goodness I'm telling you so now we realize that mm -mm, we need to redirect um, this is not going to be fixed and leave as a fixed and leave type of situation yeah. we really have to be invested in that so that's why we've actually um we are actually re-strategizing to monitor the children that go through our system so that we keep track of them and then also that we know we're effective mm. you know i think it's important also to look at yourself and say okay okay so this child went through this and they became this are we doing what we're saying we're doing yeah which is very important um yeah. if you have any questions for karabo karabo Tedima is the marketing and communications manager for lonely road foundation give me a call on 0891 104207 again 0891 
104207 or send me your SMSs to the number 34701. Again, that's 34701. And those SMSs are charged at two rand. Um, you know, this weekend, obviously, on Saturday, mm-hmm. we had Mandela Day. Um, what what was it that the Lonely Road Foundation got up to? Well, um, we thought, okay, we've had executive you know, people that are very expensive to hire, painting the walls. <laughs> and we're like, you know what, we'll paint the walls ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> they can come in. And what we did was um, 67 Minds. What The idea behind it was to get um, some of the most influential people, like the movers and the shakers, to come into a room and face the problems that we face daily as an organization. So we mm. split them into groups. We got a group, um, an organization called Synovation from Cape Town to come in and, you know, so we split them. There were more than 67. So that was great. Which is brilliant. That is brilliant. Yeah. Um, so they were split into different groups and given um, different tasks to approach. So like the leaky bucket syndrome, problems of changing focus, about sustainability and issues such as that. And they were asked to wish so what would your wish be for this community um, which we work in? Mm-hmm. So, and then say, for example, the leaky bucket, someone was like, I wish they had businesses. Yeah. I wish they had this. So, and, and the encouragement was just as, uh, as absurd as you can be, do that. Come up with the craziest ideas and we'll work from that. And mm. really, we had excellent results. I mean, I was sitting in one of them and I was like, oh my gosh, someone is saying I wish they could fly on the wings of a bird. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you're like, okay, that's nice. Okay. But, mm. And then when you see yeah. the process breakdown, they're like, okay, compare the people of what is a bird? A bird is free, a bird is liberated, a bird is able to move. Mm. And you're like, okay, so compare that bird to the Khadi Khali community. And you're like, mm, uh, actually, transport is actually an issue. In okay. that community. Oh, really? Okay. Okay, so okay. there you go. Yeah. So stuff like that. So ideas such as that came about and people said, okay, the use of technology, some interesting business proposals came out of that and we're like, wow, this is really amazing yeah. because people actually gave us insight into, because I mean, we're confronted with the issues every day. So at some point we almost get like narrow-minded in our focus and I think in the development space, everybody's so sensitive to doing wrong in the long run. Yeah. So you're almost paralyzed by what do you do? Is it going to be effective? Okay, yes. If it's effective, isn't going is it going to be a disadvantage in 10 years from now you don't want to be like that you don't want to be that organization that like now destroyed an entire ecosystem you know <laughs> so they really gave us an in- interesting perspective into the problems that we solve every day yeah, yeah. I, I want to hear about the solutions that mm. come out of those discussions mm. because it's very easy to bring execs into a, a disadvantaged community <laughs> and then, you know, have them look around and say, oh, yeah, no, this is a complete mess. Yeah. You know, there's work that needs to be done. Yeah. The schooling system here is a mess. Mm-hmm. Oh, they need businesses. Mm-hmm. What tangibly comes out of that? I think what was interesting was the heart. You know, I think you think of an exec and like my picture of an executive is somebody who's too busy, yeah. suited up, you know, has someone answering their phones. But they sat down there and they really put themselves in our shoes, which oh. was very, which was very touching for us as a team, actually. And for example, they were like, use technology. People, a lot of people take for granted that um, people in the rural communities are able to use technology. Mm. Why are you withholding the use of technology in terms of the programs that you're implementing? Use technology. And education came up. And funny enough, I mean, in the five, um, five the five groups were isolated, but the, the same solutions came up. So education, not only education of the people in the rural communities, but also of donors. 
I mean, of also volunteers. You have people volunteering, but they don't really understand the context within which they're volunteering. They're just volunteering because it, it's the right thing to yes, do. And it's the 18th of July. You know what? Yeah. Let's do this Madiba mm-hmm. thing. But really, um, educate them about the context within which they're working in so that they can actually relate to it. Um, asset-based community development, like I'm moving away from um, a, a scarcity mindset. I think when you go into a rural community, you, the first thing you're confronted with is what they lack. Why is there no hospital? So why are there no streetlights? Why exactly are there no roads here? Mm. Okay, m- maybe that's a lack. But you're not thinking, the fact that there are no streetlights means that people can have a perfect view of the sky mm. at night. People can walk around at night without having any obstruction. I mean, you, you're actually guided. You can actually take a nice drive. There are no obstructions, you know. And asset-based um, community development is, is, is looking at what does the community have and how can we, like, maximize that and highlight that so that also people in the communities don't feel like, we really have nothing. Yeah, we have nothing yeah, whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. We need, we need more. We need more. Um, so moving away from the scarcity mindset and also engaging with communities. I mean, um, development has moved from being a top-down approach to being, what do you think you want or what do you need? Look around your community as a community member. What are the needs that you've identified? What can you do to meet those needs and how can we help you? Mm. So you tell us what our role is in your community. Yes. So some of that, and then be a partner, not a donor. A donor is almost like sort of like parachuting aid in and leaving after a while, not there to actually experience the consequences. So we're encouraging people to partner so that they actually see where, say, they, their investments are going. I mean, you're giving away, say, for example, a thousand rand a month. You have no idea where it's going. Yeah. So we're encouraging people to be partners. So dedicate your time. I mean, time is the most valuable asset. Nobody makes it. Nobody can multiply it. But we can all give it away. So yeah. we encourage also our partners and, and people who contribute to also donate their time so that they actually get to see what we're doing so that they get the heart behind what they're giving to. Yeah. And also repeat the process in the communities. I mean, communities are able to are, are made up of adults, are made up of people with intelligent solutions, are made up of I think not taking for granted that these are people that you're interacting with. They have brains, are able to think, intellectualize their context the same way. Just because we have the vo- the, the English vocabulary to do it doesn't mean that they can't communicate the solutions to their own problems. Mm. So moving away from being a superior, oh I'm an advisor, oh I will save you. I will save you from this. I will save you. I'm your savior. You, we are what you've been waiting for. No, letting the community actually point us into the direction of where they need help, what they need help with. Yeah. So everything was actually going back to the community and repeating the process with the community, with the community, and actually taking what they feel are the pertinent issues and moving forward yeah. as an organization. And if I'd like to partner with you, if yeah. I want to make a contribution, whether that be that mm. you know that uh, little bit of money that I send every month, whatever mm. it may be, how yeah. do I do that? And yeah. you mentioned it. You mentioned you know, mm. not just sending the money every month, mm. but also being. Um, you know, available to give your time. Mm. Um, so what we uh, you can email info at the lonely road dot org, um, or call o one one five six 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 four zero one, and um, we'll take it further from there. We'll tell you about all the options we have for partnering. We'll even give you a full a form to fill in so that you can also hold us accountable because we want to be held accountable. Good as an organization, <laughs> we don't just want to disappear and say yeah, thanks for the thousand rand. We yeah, thanks. You know, yeah, so that we appreciate we, we appreciate a yeah. lot. So that we can also um, give back in terms of like, okay, um, BE points that people need and stuff like that. So, yeah. Okay. Um, An SMS from Beauty in Cape Town says, if I've identified um, or I work with communities already and I want to work with you, Mm -hmm. um, 
How do I how do I go about doing that? Okay. So what we do is we like putting our volunteers in areas where they can express their passion. Um, and so if it, if it's events organized, coordinating or taking over marketing or something like that, projects that are very close to their hearts because you feel like, I mean, people are at work already. You don't want to make them feel like volunteering is work. You mm-hmm. want to make them feel like they're giving back, but they're also gaining out, the, out of their, that experience because they're actually expressing their passion in an area that they're passionate about. So Beauty can um, also email us and then we'll tell her about all our projects and then we'll even arrange a telecon uh, since she's in Cape Town and we're based here mm-hmm. um, that okay what would you like to get involved in this is what we do these are yeah. our projects what would you like okay yeah. so give us the contact details again okay so it's info at the lonely road okay um, dot org Okay, that's very easy. Info yeah. at the lonely road dot org. Or if they okay. if they prefer to call, they can call zero one one five six 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 four zero one. Okay, very mm-hmm. easy. So info at the lonely road dot org, or call zero one one five six 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 four. Oh, one Garabo Gedima is the marketing and communications manager of the Lonely Road Foundation. Brilliant work. Thank you so much. Thank for you so time. much for having us. We really you. appreciate it. And keep us updated on um, some of the stories, the success mm-hmm. stories. You know, if a young, Perfect. if one of the orphans that has been mm-hmm. through the Lonely Road does something spectacular, mm-hmm. let's share that story with the South African public. Definitely. All All right. Definitely. Okay. Thanks, my lady. All right. Great. Thanks to the talk shop team, Tulufelo Belo, Matapelo Majokana, and Zelma Tribi. From myself, my lady Mulo, have yourselves a fabulous evening.